1: Before they named him Engelbert Humperdinck, they tried other names like Engelbert, Slaptyback, Engelbert, Wingleback, Damian Ashburton, Dunning, Renee and Jay Valentine, Stephen Howland, Daniel Berg, and Callum McCauley. This one goes out to them, faithful spoilerites all. Because they have a cold. No, a tan. That's what it was.
2: Mm. <laughs> Major spoilers theme song. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Pod on on the air. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air.
0: On the air. Pod Pod Podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen. Have you listening to the Major Spoilers Podcast? Podcasts. By 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 by
2: the
0: Welcome to issue four three one of the Major Spoilers there podcast. Thanks for downloading and listening this uh, this week. Um, had a weird thing happen in the last couple of weeks that <laughs> um, that I wanted it's, to it's kind of talk stuff. about. Well, it could be that I don't know, but um, you know, back uh, some of you may remember the Contagion storyline in Batman, mm. and in mm. the Contagion storyline, uh, Rayshawn ghoul was like, look. Uh, Too many people are overpopulating the planet, and you're using the resources, and the planet's going to die, and really, humanity's become a plague. The only way to combat this is not to eliminate all human life on the planet, but to release a plague that will wipe out roughly three-fourths of the people on the planet. Right. And when we get down to that smaller population, we'll be able to regrow uh, the Earth's resources Uh, And, you know, we can, as humanity, continue to survive and stay strong. And, oh, by the way, your populations will be so decimated it will be easy for me to take over
3: the world as your ruler. Of course, uh, such a – the human population then needs a a strong pillar to guide them. And who better than me? (laughs) Right. And so
0: for the longest uh, time, I was like, you know what? For the longest time, I was like, well, you know what? From Ray Shah Ghul's standpoint, that's not a terrible – Idea, right, right. you know, from if you see it from his point of view of overpopulation and resources and and, and dwindling resources, etc. And I was like, yeah, I could see right, something of, like that occurring. Out
3: of, out of all the sources for uh, super villainy, that kind of eco villainy is is probably the grayest area.
0: I, I, you know, I think as far as super villains go, the one that I think is uh, somewhat the scariest, mm-hmm. but also the one that's more realistic as opposed to just coming at it from the I'm just going to become a ruler of the world ha 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 here's my giant robot take over the planet. Rasha Ghul is that. Oh, sure. I think mm-hmm. one of one of the if not the scariest villain on the planet. The the next one would be Doctor Doom because he kind of approaches it the same way. Mm-hmm. Let me provide resources for my people right. but the way I'm going to go about it is right. kill and destroy and and pillage. Right. Um so you know I've kind of been uh, uh um I shouldn't say a fan, because that's kind of a bad way to say it. But I have been a supporter of that line of thinking for a while. I was like, eh, it's not not that big a deal. I mean, eventually you see, uh, what was the uh, cont- uh, the plague movie that came out with Dustin Hoffman based on the... Uh, outbreak. Outbreak, yeah. With the and monkey. With the monkey. The monkey. And, you, and you read the other one, um, what the hell, Michael Crichton book, the uh, Omega... Uh, strain, the Omega, Omega strain, strain. The Andromeda, Andromeda stain I'm sorry. That's what it is. Um, you know, both of those deal with some kind of an outbreak. Now, one of them is from space; the other one is man-made. Uh, that get crazy and kill everybody. And so, uh, some part of me is just like, "Well, you know, that's going to happen eventually, and we're going to have to deal with it." And, that, and of course, we've had the discussion about how zombies. You know, how that is going, you know, if there was a zombie breakout, how we would deal with it. And it just seems like that's an inevitable thing. And so I really, you know, haven't been some staunch, you know, detractor of, you know, obviously I'm a, I am don't like the idea of mass killing, right, obviously. Right. So don't get me wrong that I'm saying, <laughs> yes, we must kill. No, I still think killing is bad. But, you know, the impact never really sank into me sure. of, you know, three out of four people that you know are going to be dead when this plague is released by Ray al Right. And then people started talking about this this game, this video game on the iPad, and it's all on iPhone, and it probably there's an Android version of it as well, called Plague Inc.
1: Is, is it Quop? Because I've played Quap. No, QWAP it's, called, it's called
0: Plague Inc. <laughs> and the idea behind Plague Inc. is that you are a plague. Mm-hmm. And you can go in and you can mutate yourself, and you can strengthen yourself, and you can uh, better your... Transmission abilities through water or air or through um, vermin or through blood transfusion, you know, transfers or whatever. And so, as you play this game, you can really, as you play, can create almost any kind of um, deadly virus man killing thing that you can come up with. And, Rodrigo, you you had a chance to play this. I did. It's a fascinating game because you're looking at the world map and you pick a country to start your infection Mexico. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I say, I'll start this infection in Mexico, and this plague is going to spread through uh, human contact or through um, blood contact contact or or bodily fluid contact. Mm -hmm. And it's going to have this kind of mutagen factor, and it's going to have this, and it's going to be resilient to this. Go. And then as you watch the game play, you will see the country starting to turn red as it indicates more people that are being infected. And then all of a sudden you see a little red boat come out of Tijuana and it goes down to Brazil and all of a sudden Brazil is infected and then a plane flies from Brazil to Japan and Japan is infected and then China is infected and pretty soon the whole world is infected and people begin to die because of this infection Mm -hmm. and you as the plague virus can try to destroy the research that other people are doing and I was like okay everybody's talking about this I'll check this out and after playing it for the first time it scared the hell out of me. (laughs) 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 <laughs> because suddenly, this impact of a virus, virus or bacteria, I mean, there's seven deadly plagues that you can create or based right. that you can then right, adapt right. and, and there's create. There's lust and then
1: there's uh, sloth. And
0: you and can it. actually see how this <laughs> is um, being transmitted throughout the world, almost like Rachel al Gould's mm-hmm. uh, contagion virus. And I stopped playing it after four five games. After five sessions, I stopped playing this game because it upset me so much. And I even went to the point where okay, uh, one of the things that you try to do is you're obviously trying to wipe out all people on the planet. Right.
3: Like, the goal of the game is to kill every person on the planet. Yeah.
0: And so, one of the things you can do is, as researchers try to develop the cure, you can destroy their research. And for the first four games... I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I want humanity to survive. I suddenly, <laughs> after the first game, I was like, I want humanity to survive. I mean, the lowest I got was like 26 million people left in the world. And my virus had killed billions. Mm-hmm. And every time it started to get low, I was like, come on, humanity, figure out a cure and, and solve this thing. Because I don't want to see humanity wiped out. Right. I mean, ultimately, like I said a few moments ago, I like the concept, but when you see it played out in reality, it's, it's scary. And so finally, at the very last time I played it, and I haven't played it since, I was like, okay, well, let me destroy their research, and let me destroy the planet. And I did. And afterwards, I didn't feel great about it. Mm-hmm. I felt pretty bad about it. And it just was a miserable experience, because suddenly this game, and I, and I think I tweeted it on, on Twitter for those that, that followed me, about how scary and disturbing that this game is. And the manufacturers came back and tweeted back saying, you're right. This does show you the real impact of something like this getting out into the wild
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: and it's just it disturbed me for a couple of days and i even mentioned it to rodrigo a couple of weeks ago and i want to get rodrigo's take on this game because this is a game that i don't want to play anymore my uh, my son sat down and started playing it and he's like well what am i doing i was like you know what i don't want you playing this game (laughs) and he started playing i was like no you are forbidden from playing this game and my wife deleted it from her iPad. She played it and she's like, "Oh, this is kind of fun." And I'm like, "But you're a healthcare person. Do you understand, I mean, you see what this is the implications of this are." And then she's like, "You're right." And she deleted it from her iPad so that our son doesn't play with it because I sure, don't sure. want him to think that going out and killing people or trying to, you know, develop some kind of contagious plague to wipe out humanity is a good thing. So I, I want to know what your thoughts on this game was.
1: I, I know that I, you're laughing, Matthew, but I mean, seriously, I mean. I'm laughing, Stephen, because whenever you and I have discussions, I say, so, Steve, I've been feeling a little weird, and I think my nose is stuffed. And you're like, you're going to die.
3: You got the <laughs> uh, you probably You probably have uh, bubonic whooping cough. Yeah. Yeah, that's worse kind. I'll be
1: like, yeah, my knees hurt Those a little bit. Those cranes are the like ones cancer. that transmit it. Yeah, it's not even things that make sense. I have a pain in my toe. Uh, but leukemia. I, but I don't say that
0: though. You said my poop is yeah. orange, and I said cancer.
1: First <laughs> of all, it, it was green. And, and then, you know, so, all. so when
0: you said green poop, I said Lucky Charms or Fruit Loops, and uh, more than likely that's the case. Yeah. So, but Rodri <laughs> but no, this is something that disturbed <laughs> me, and I think I, I think too many people look at this game and go, "Oh, look, I'm killing humanity," without realizing oh. the real impact of. What a, yeah. a contagion getting out and doing this to people would really be like.
3: That's that's definitely something that we need to talk about eventually. Is what happens when a game when when the object of the game goes against your expectations or what you want out of the game. Right, right. We can talk about Small World at some point because yeah, I think yeah certainly. I, I mean, certainly world. we need to talk about we'll, throw that into it. it. But well, well, here's here's how I I, I got into uh, Plague Inc. Uh, Steven started talking about it and he's like, okay, so yeah, you got this thing and, and you're trying to kill the world and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, All right, well, it's, it sounds interesting. It sounds totally morbid. So probably wouldn't be into it, especially if it's a strategy game. And then Steven's like, yeah, so you can customize your virus. And I'm like, you can customize the virus. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, so anyway, so I named it this, and I'm like, you can name the oh, virus? Yeah. I, you know, the one that... the.
0: So I think the the first virus, I, I called it uh, Viralux or something like mm-hmm. that, and then another a bacteria one, or I'm sorry, a fungus-based right. one, I called it the fun guy. Right. And then the one that I used to ultimately wipe out the planet, I used it at the easiest setting, so I called it the easy A mm-hmm. and wiped out the planet. So, so, yeah, you can do all that stuff. So
3: my... Uh... I've gotten all the way to the fungus, which is the third one, right um my most successful bacteria was the ouchies <laughs> which, which which succeeded it, it wiped out the whole world um and then my the virus, which I played once and and beat it yeah, yeah. on on the first try with the virus, was called and these are all initials n m e one
0: mm. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, there's achievements that you unlock in this mm-hmm. game. If you create a, um, you know, some contagion that resembles zombie-like behavior, you create the zombie plague. And I right. created that, and I was like, whoa, that's weird. Yep. Just because you're so agitated and you're sleep-deprived, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, you're, and you're aggressive, and aggressive and, yeah. you create the zombie uh, virus plague. Yep. And it's just like, oh, my God.
3: There's a couple other ones. There's a... Like the the highest level of coughing and vomiting gives you projectile vomiting, and like it just gives you like a bonus to um to uh, what's it called to to actually spreading the virus. Yeah,
0: I got something that was the brown something or other, and it was because. People were
3: vomiting and defecating in the streets because they couldn't control their bowels. Right, right. I mean, it is like oh. it. You never, see, obviously, you never see any of this stuff. No, 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 you but, don't. But the news ticker informs you of all this stuff that's happening. And
0: the other thing that freaked me out when I played it, the and this was the first time I played it, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is all make believe. But then yeah. one of the very first big news tickers that came across as my plague was starting to spread was um, a news ticker on uh, UK 2012 Olympics. Will the country be able to uh, protect itself from the plague? And I was like, "Holy crap, that's coming up in just a few days and weeks." And I was just like, uh, "No, this is now. This is disturbing."
3: And, and of course, if you've done your job, the yes. the, the, the Olympics would have been the, in in the UK helped to spread your virus. And there, uh, the new sticker yeah, yeah. comes up and says, "You know, thousands infected with." Toad skin, which is my uh, fungus, which I can't get to take
4: hold. Um, so difficult. You should probably play the board game Pandemic. No, I don't I don't yeah, think I no, want to. Hang on. Pandemic is you playing the researchers trying to combat now, see, the that viruses. Would, that would be different. Yeah, that would be different. Uh, basically, there's four viruses that are throughout the world, and over the course of the game, they keep getting... Uh, bigger and, and whatnot. you sure, sure, sure. as a group it's a cooperative board game mm-hmm. uh, are trying to eliminate all of the viruses from the world and i say is it yeah, one it of the board the games that you actually that. enjoyed
3: it, it was but i think it was because of the situation that ended up manifesting because i was playing it with rob i think our our friend brandon i think mm-hmm. uh and brian and me and, uh, my character or my piece was the medic. So I could, anytime I stepped into a country, mm-hmm. I would reduce the virus by one block because mm. it's all little wooden yeah, blocks. Yeah. yeah. So is how you, because it's an actual physical warden. Right, 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 right. And then, uh, Brian was like air support or some kind of transportation thing. Um, so he, his thing like was that he could, that, that he could move other characters around. So, basically, it turned into these other two. I don't remember. They were doing something. They were doing something to keep things. Like, one of them was a scientist and was, like, doing other stuff. The two of
4: us were doing research to actually cure the viruses. Right, cure the virus. Rodrigo and Brian were.
3: Basically, it turned into a game of Deploy Rodrigo. Like, Brian (laughs) would fly by, pick me up, and drop me in a country to reduce the infection. Then, like, loop around and pick me up again and drop me somewhere else. And that was every turn that we did. Uh... I don't know. I,
0: I I think the thing that came out of this is, and I and I can understand uh, now maybe more so than maybe before, where oh yeah, this uh, first person shooter just you know it's mindless violence. It doesn't really mean anything. And and likewise, people can do this. But I just had this cathartic moment where I was like, oh my god. I mean, here is humanity dwindling to just a few million people, and will they be able to recover and survive? When,
3: yeah. when you win, the the win message is just depressing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, the, the spoiler alert, but it it goes, um, you know, humanity set to extinction, like to be extinct from your virus, whatever you're calling it, mm-hmm. or your bacteria, whatever. Um, the the remaining the the remaining humans know that they're seeing the end of history. Yeah, it's just, uh, and then it's like, ding, yeah, you win. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> yeah. You've unlocked the next horrible plague.
1: Oh. You know what? God, of, I the wish the I had Stephen some way to play this. this game. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Matthew. It kind of reminds me of certain missions in Grand Theft Auto IV, mm-hmm. where you know I'm playing a character who's basically a noble, you know, kind of a noble savage guy with no morals and no compunctions. But every once in a while, you have to go in and you know hold a pillow over an old man's face and kill him, and you're just like, uh I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Right, I mean, I right. signed on to drive like a crazy person and. You know, maybe download a tank or cheat or something.
3: So let's talk about that. Let's talk about uh, what happens when your expectations or, or what you want out of a game doesn't match the game. And that can happen a lot. Yeah. But oh, yeah. as morality I mean, kind of factors more and well, more, and I there's think actual that like, morality meters in game. And I
0: don't know if that says something good about me that I... I, I, for the longest time, didn't didn't destroy the researchers because I was like, I want humanity to mm-hmm. to win. I yeah. think inside there's something in, if, in my trigger that it says— It says
1: that you didn't understand the game. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, the point is to kill everybody. But I think there's something in my head that if I had to kill somebody, I could do it for specific purposes.
1: Yeah, you'd want to do it close up, you know, you just— well, yeah,
3: never. you know, in a do or die situation. I'm right. Sure well, we would, talked would about zombie the uh, oh yeah, Emporia Fu or wherever he's yeah. From. yeah. Um,
0: but I mean the uh, Pomona Fu is much Pomona better. Fu. Pomona yeah. Fu. <laughs> 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 but uh, I think deep down, I I really don't want humanity to die. And I mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. and it just is one of those. And maybe it's because again, maybe because I have kids and they're so young, and I'm seeing birth oh. and I've seen them be sick, and I I I feel for them that maybe that's the trigger in my mind but suddenly it's like i don't want
3: people to die you know i had to i had and i can i can do this because i i kind of do this a lot with games in general when i approached this game i had to change my mindset i had to say i am the tiniest cutest virus and i need to survive yeah yeah so how can i mutate myself to wipe out really everything because you can infect livestock yeah, an- and everything. animals uh, birds. So, um, you yeah. know so so I, I did i had to change my mindset and say and and that's why i'm trying so hard to beat it with the fungus so that i can actually get like an insect right right, right. like an actual
4: parasite yeah yeah
3: um which is what i wanted to play as from the beginning yeah, yeah.
4: anyway that's why they put it so, so far up there so you know, you know like i have to get to but it but you know or what? you spent the money on
0: it yeah, yeah, yeah you right. spend and that's what they ultimately want you to do is pay sure. the two ninety nine and get the unlock or 599 or whatever it is but uh, you know so you know 10 years ago i probably could have played gears of war uh, call of duty or something just blown Mm -hmm. people up without any consideration i'm not sure i could play those games now yeah and i don't know and and i and it may just be because of that i mean if it's cartoony enough probably doesn't bother me but even now I'll, i'll read through comic books what was the one that i just read the other day and um and it started out just normal enough, and then all of a sudden they're blowing people's heads up on Scro- um, um, Spider, the the latest issue of Spider oh. number three. And it's like I'm reading through that, I'm like, all right, this is going along, and then they shoot some guy's head off, and I was like, holy crap!
2: Well,
3: I, um, mean, I, I think a, a great example of of that weird dissonance is uh, like the the Transformers movies, yeah, 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 where it's like, yeah, they're robots getting their guts taken out, but we've established that they're sentient robots, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like people, like that, like so many spines get ripped out, and it's like those might as well have been people. They're just yeah, yeah. big robot people because they can't talk and they have feelings. So uh, you know, I and think apparently the second one they want to protect their evil Decepticon babies. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I think in regards to your question about what happens when expectations doesn't don't deliver, I mean, I think we as a group are pretty well balanced to handle that mm-hmm. uh, because we review stuff critically uh, well, and we think old, about too. stuff and yeah we have some years of experience maybe not Rob but um, he, you know we have Rob, years of Rob experience is behind older our belt
1: intellectually than you know his 16 years would have you believe
0: so you know uh, how does that make me feel I, I think I'm always a little bit disappointed in the end. Well, if I go in with high expectations, that's why I don't have high expectations for many things anymore.
3: So there's and, uh, there's this game called Small World. And, right. Uh, we saw it uh, when we were uh, snooping around I in Salt Lake City. Picked I picked up a uh, copy. Uh, and I picked up Rob, Small
4: World Underground.
3: Right. So the 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 point of this game is that you start out with a wacky class race combo. So right. you're like. Um, Alchemist skeletons. Alchemist skeletons, underground elves, uh, goblin, like seafaring goblins, or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you go in, and you create this race, and you take over certain territories, and you start fighting other people with their own races, fighting other territories, which is, you know, like a little land war game. Mm -hmm. But then, somewhere along the line, you have to put your race into what is called decline, Mm -hmm. which... Mm simulates a yeah, social yeah. and economic decline of your race. So right. you flip all of your little tiles over, and you start over with a new race. At which point, really, it's probably very convenient for you to then go and wipe out your old race. And yeah, yeah, yeah. for a lot of people that I've played this with, and myself included, that is just like an absolutely dissonant moment of like, yeah, I'm yeah, attached yeah. to my warlock. Yeah, you're killing no. your babies. Yeah. Um, but in order to win at the game, you have to do it, which is why whenever I explain the game to people... I tell them, okay, you play an evil Sauron-style disembodied warlord mm-hmm. that is moving <laughs> these races along and trying to conquer the world, right? And that seems right. to make it weirdly a lot more palatable to people.
0: Well, and so I can understand. Again, you're killing your babies. You're killing this thing that you built. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like you know, the first time Orm faced uh, death over in Critical Hit, it was like, well, this is kind of an emotional thing because here's somebody that we've carried through for this long, and now everybody may die. And you yeah, know, we and there's carried him and we carried it for four episodes but you know <laughs> um but um you know it, in the case of a game like civilization mm-hmm. the populace whatever that may be whatever they they come out to be survives regardless whether you win the game or you don't win the right, game right. in right. in this game even if you have to trample over um you know, the Romans are trampling over the, the Gauls or something. Right. The humanity is still there and surviving. Sure, so sure. in this game, if you have to wipe out your fuzzy bunny gnomes right. in order for the orcs to, you know, continue, uh, there's still that, that, that population base. You can be base. a fuzzy
1: bunny gnome? No.
0: No, probably not. I'm just using um, that as an example. Maybe. Aww. Um, so I, <laughs> I guess I wouldn't, I don't have that much of a problem there. Right. But when we're talking about
3: you are wiping out all life.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Then suddenly it's like... Wow, well, how, how empty would that I, be? Actually,
3: weirdly, that's kind of the the things that are weird for me about the game. Because if I'm a bacteria, mm-hmm. I don't want to wipe away all. I that. know. Yeah. I just want, well, in fact, I just want to be highly contagious.
0: Well, in one of the in one of the games that I played, I got up to ninety eight percent of the population is dead. Or mm-hmm. uh, and then. Uh, what happened was no one in Iceland or Greenland mm. were infected and they were doing all the research and they were only, um, trading back and forth with each other. But then what happened was the virus just died out because there were no other hosts. And so yep. it's like your virus has died out because there are no more hosts alive to sustain the mm. virus. Mm. Humanity wins. There's 20, I think it was 28, 29 million people left. Humanity can rebuild even with this low of a population. Mm-hmm. And that was scary. I mean, that I mean, a part of it was like, "Oh, good, humanity could still survive with that low of a population base." Right. Yeah, of course, and it'd they, all be white, uh, yes. white and, and eaten. And,
3: yes, they they would all be uh, blue eyed giants, right. but yeah, yeah, yeah. society yeah. would survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And, but like it, it's just, in, in, and then just this. Arizona. Then the other thing that just kind of bothered me was, and I I understand this is not a real time gameplay, right, right. But I infected all of China within two days. Mm-hmm. All of China within two days. And it's like you know what? There could be a virus that could infect that many people that quickly, yep. and that that is—it's almost. That I, I, I'm not going to turn. Yes, I'm not going to turn into uh, Howie Mandel. But part of me is like, uh, time to wash, time
3: to you know, yeah. make sure my shots are up yeah, to date. A, and it's a it's a really it, it's a it's a it's a game that is simple but generates like some really complex feelings. Yeah. Like you feel good for losing sometimes and mm-hmm. you certainly feel bad for winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the first time around. Like, the first time I won, I was like, uh, yay, I guess. <laughs> like, the first time I lost, I was like, eh, that's cool. Go freaking Greenland. Yeah, So hard to infect Greenland.
4: Greenland's the but- hard one. I remember the a previous version of this where it was Madagascar was impossible to infect because someone would (laughs) sneeze in Brazil and Madagascar would shut down everything. And you do have that. And and that's that's possibly, like, what makes the game
3: both cool and disturbing is that the world is fighting you. So they put filters, like air filters and airplanes so that you can't Spread it that way, so you have to evolve to yeah, either match virus. that, mm-hmm. or find an alternate route of infection. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot. Uh, like, it's a. Do it's, you put a lot of thought into your virus? Because I, I would say, okay, my virus is
0: only going to be airborne, mm-hmm. and only in this instance. Would it jump to another species or find another way to survive, like maybe in water or something? And Um, so I was like playing these things out, like how realistic would this be as opposed to, oh, uh, it's going to be infecting pigeons
3: and rats and sheep and insects. Go. I I did, and I think it turned out that, um, again, with the virus, I was just like, it just turned out that I did everything that the game happened to reinforce. Right, right, right. So I was like, okay, well... I want this to be a blood virus, so blood transmission, insects, and then birds. Right. And right. birds will spread your virus like right, crazy. Right. Um, and I was like, I'm not gonna do any symptoms mm-hmm. because I want this to be like a, a small strain. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But the the bo- both the bonus and the penalty of the virus is that it mutates faster than everything. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. and and mutation and and symptoms are both an asset and mm-hmm. a penalty because the they. If it mutates, it will usually help the uh, infectiousness of the virus. Right. But it will also draw attention to it. Right. So um, the virus mutates, like, way too quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why I won, because... All of the games that I've played, like, I make super infectious plagues that are, like, a head cold. And then it's like, humanity starts working on a cure. Oh, crap, I need to make this deadly real quick, and I don't have enough points, and I don't get it there fast enough. I just They cure my virus, even though every human is infected with it. They're just like, oh, I just have a rash on my elbows. Yeah. (laughs) All mine is
0: I made them... um, Super highly uh, mutagenic. I mean, they, mm-hmm. the, I, the the highest level that I just mutagen. cranked on the mutagens so that uh, yeah. suddenly and it starts. They turn into turtles, right? Well, yeah. Uh, s- suddenly, <laughs> you know, it just all of a sudden just starts. I, I spent no DNA points on, symptoms. on symptoms. Symptoms just generated themselves, and it's like whoa. And then of yep. course it's harder to combat because it mutates so quickly. The humans weren't able to right, and that's another thing. Is, cure.
3: That's another thing that you can increase is. Um, resistance to drugs drugs and how difficult it is to replicate in a lab so you can create it so that there are always multiple strains of your virus and so scientists can't effectively fight it i think if there's a hope in the game if there's something bright that comes out of it Mm -hmm.
0: is the fact that if you play the game and you don't destroy the research as the research bubbles pop up um and you lose the game i mean there's hope i mean it's like yeah, even amongst all this carnage that's happening, mass mm. graves, burning of fields and, and dead right. bodies, humanity still comes out in the end as the winner. Sure. Uh, and I think, you know, part of me is like, yay, humanity, yep. you know? Yep. Um, I, I don't know. It, I just felt really, really weird after
1: playing yeah, that it's, game. It's, and I just, I can't play it well, anymore. I just I just can't. There's a problem that comes with, and this this is something that I've noticed in the last few years, the more realistic and the more actual um, input you have on a video game. Grand Theft Auto 3, I shot a lot of people, I ran over a lot of people, and I was like, ah, ha, ha, they're polygon people. Right. Grand Theft Auto 4, they look like people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I discovered this in, I think it was around SmackDown vs. Raw 2008. You used to play the wrestling games. And I would go in and I'd make my new character. And I would make Bevel X. And I would take him to the world title. And I'd always fight Triple H, right? I hate Triple H, always have. Mm-hmm. In SmackDown vs. Raw 2008, I created one of my characters. And Blue Steel became the world champion. And I went, okay, that was fun. Now I'm going to make somebody else. And I created you know, Noodles McIntyre. And I'm fighting noodles noodles noodles, and I get to the world title and the game remembered
3: yeah who the current that title steel holder is. won
1: the belt so I'm like I gotta beat my old favorite guy I've got to beat my own character in order for this new character to win and it's kind of you know it's a much lesser thing than I can't kill Greenland but it's the fact that I was able to have that level of customization and that level of input into the game and I had that that emotional level of Yay, Blue Steel is the world heavyweight champion. Now if I want to keep playing, I have to undo everything that I did mm-hmm. with that character. Yeah. I have to I have to basically I beat myself. I have the opposite
3: problem in the SmackDown versus Raw games. I try to generate so many wrestlers that I'm exclusively fighting my guys <laughs> cuz yeah, I yeah. think oh, I've they're way too.
1: cooler. There's 50 creator-wrestler slots in the latest game, and yeah. I build every last one of them. I created a second PlayStation profile so I could create another 50 guys. Nice. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, how much of a social life I don't have.
0: This uh, discussion started off with Ra's Ghoul who's a villain, and I think is probably one of the worst villains that are out there, and certainly a plague could be considered a villain here. Uh, Thomas Garcia wrote, uh, Hey guys, I've been a fan of comics for a long time, and I have a question for you to consider. Why have there been no or at least very few new villains in the DC and Marvel universes? I've come to understand that new villains were introduced all the time during the Silver and Golden Age, but now we just have the same rogues gallery that we keep coming back to. When will we get an interesting new
1: bad guy? Well, let's talk about new for a second. Um, Apocalypse is considered to be one of the X-Men's villains from, like, 1987. Mm-hmm. Magneto from 1963. I mean, there are new villains. The problem is... Some of them just suck. Well, it's, it's reverse like power creep. Sure. or whatever his name is, that it's Batman. It's the reverse of power creep because Doctor Doom is this ultimate badass with an iron fist who is a king and runs a country and has the bestest, 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 to the point where if you create a character... That mirrors any of his aspects. People will say that's a rip off of Doctor Doom. Right. So you have to over specialize and you end up with a guy like Double Down who can rip off his own skin and there's playing cards on the back and he can cut you with them. Which is, you know, probably reminiscent of several other guys. But as you go through it, if you create a guy with boomerangs, he's ripping off Captain Boomerang. Hmm. Or if you, you know, if you create a character who has evil brain powers and happens to be bald. No matter what else he does, everyone will say he's Lex Luthor.
3: Well, uh,
0: I guess Rob, you're getting it, leaning in, so I guess you have some something you wanted to add.
3: No, he was just uncomfortable.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> that was part of it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, there there have been newer villains made. I mean, Hush is at least this millennium, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, within I mean within the two uh, thousands, sure. Yeah. Hush is uh, 2004, which, yeah. I think. Yeah. I and mean, it, it there's new villains get made. It's just so like, like Bane as a villain came out in yeah, the Bane 90s in the, in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, they're just so much so many ideas were explored in mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. silver and golden age right. that yeah. and nowadays 90% of them are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so we have to keep going back to those
3: but But I mean that's a that's a that's a great point. That back in those days, you know how many Flash comics got made? In each of those, there was a brand new villain in each of them. Right. So modern writers can do one of two things. You know, like between the entirety of let's just say let's just go with the DC universe for now because it's older. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, between Superman, Batman, The Flash, Blue Beetle, all of those guys, right? Mm-hmm. How many villains got created? Thousands, mm-hmm. thousands of villains. So modern writers can do one of two things. They can either bring a villain back or create a villain that is probably going to be somewhat similar to a previous villain, right. just because have... statistically speaking, yeah. they would have to be. So I, have... I
0: was going to say, you know, just like uh, this virus that, that, we were talking about how you can create all these different strains of the virus, but mm-hmm. more or less you are, you know, it's it's not an unlimited creation process, right? You are confined to a set. I, I want to say maybe <clears throat> a, two dozen different variables that you can mutate it's, your virus around mm-hmm. yeah. and you've got a set number of ways. That the uh, of symptoms, and you've got a set number of ways that this virus can be transmitted, right? So right. I think villains are kind of that same way, just like superheroes are. You've got the tank, you've got the healer, you've got this. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got uh, this, the evil scientist, you've got these genres, these sets right. of villains. So you've got
3: powers, you've got personalities, right. body types, right. Right. and exactly. the big coin flip of gender. Right,
0: mm-hmm. and so, you know, I was thinking of, you know, when you look at, at cold powers, you have uh, Captain Cold mm-hmm. and Mr. Freeze, mm-hmm. essentially the exact T- to characters. But then icicle. as you Icicle, I mean, as right, you start to explore, frost. as you start to explore yeah, this, it's like, okay, suddenly you end up with a family or a set of mm-hmm. cold villains. And at this point, there are probably a dozen cold villains that use sure. yeah. ice uh, as their... There are a dozen Killer Frosts alone. Well, yeah, and in fact, you know, in uh, one of the um, um, Young Justice series where they go into lockup,
3: right. they, they actually talk about all the, all the about ice villains, the team ice villains are which, teamed up. Which, 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 by the way, Icicle Jr., one of my favorite villain names. <laughs> Just such a cool name.
0: So, maybe well, it's maybe it's not that we are... Maybe it's that, uh, that we're not seeing new villains, which isn't really the part uh, his question that he's asking, is right. that we've already kind of played out all the different yeah it's all the different well, uh variations of that villain type the lex luthor's the dr savannah's et cetera, et cetera, blonde you know bald super villain or super uh geniuses
1: comics are unique in one way in that they are generally now driven by fans mm-hmm. meaning not just not we as fans but the guys who write comics grew up being fans of comics right. and there's a there's the longevity is legitimacy rule. Right. Now that the guys who are my age, who grew up with comics from 1971 to 1987, are in the books, who are the big new heroes? Who are getting the legitimacy? Yeah, Luke Cage, the, yeah, 1972. Yeah. Ms. Marvel, 1977. The characters who were around when Jeff Johns and Brian Bendis and mm-hmm. Joe Quesada were kids yeah. are getting the push. yeah, yeah. Ten yeah, years I mean, from now, we're going to be into the 80s, and I think we're going to be seeing you know, a regenesis of those villains and heroes from the God, 80s. God, I fear the 90s.
3: But you'll see here. it. I mean, the, the, 90s, the 90s are here because those guys that were creating heroes in the 90s got pushed down, and yeah, yeah. but now they're back, back. back on top. So that's why Kyle Rayner has so, his own
0: book. So the question is, when will we get an interesting new bad guy? When we and Maybe it's the emphasis needs to be placed on interesting. When mm. are we going to get an, an interesting new bad guy? So I haven't been, and a, that's that's the writer. That's the as soon as the writer well, develops, you know, a, a new twist on Mister Freeze that makes him interesting. And, besides,
3: and, and that's what it takes. Because you know, if you look at Mister Freeze prior to the Batman animated mm-hmm. series, that wasn't the same guy. Yeah, he was essentially and,
0: Captain you know, Cold, right? You know, but
3: but then when they brought up his, his tragic past, Nora. Right. That is why Nora. you know what makes villains. Interesting in the end is not their power sets, but their motivations. Right. You know, Rajal Ghoul wants to reduce the population. He wants to save the world right. by killing people. Right. Um, Magneto, it, when he is actually written compellingly, wants them to let his people go. Yeah. By force. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's, that's what his shtick should be. Right. I feel. Right. But a lot of the time it isn't. Um, right. So that's what makes those guys interesting, and that's what has given those guys specifically their longevity. Um, and all it takes is a writer to say, you know, um, I, I have now decided. I have finally realized that the Flash has the crappiest villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get them all together and let's explore the fact that the Flash has the crappiest villains. And you get officially the Rogues Gallery, which mm-hmm. a lot of people have really enjoyed.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, there. Awesome, yeah, because they have been well-written and explored and said, well, rather than, you know, Captain Boomerang can't stand next to Metallo and be like, yeah, I'm Captain Boomerang, Superman, fear me, right? He can't. So you need to explore that. You need to explore the aspect that they are very low-powered villains.
2: Right.
1: And many of the, and I would say the majority, of the big-name, top-tier superheroes are at least... 50 and sometimes 70 and 80 years old probably the newest newest and i use that with air quotes uh,
0: (laughs) Little big
1: name villain for me is probably venom who came around in like 1995 for a character who'd been around for 30 years before that Mm -hmm. but if you look at the really big name characters generally it's the characters who started out when the heroes did, Batman and the Joker are both thirty-nine, forty. Lex Luthor is from nineteen forty. The major antagonists tend to be the ones who have been around the longest. Right. Whereas, mm-hmm. if say you know you bring up somebody like Major Force from nineteen eighty-seven, Major Force is a terrible character, but he was created as a terrible character. Hmm. Who's the guy who was uh, fighting um, Superman a couple of weeks ago with the funny suit? I don't remember now. You know, it, it, when it comes down well, to it, I think that a lot well, of. Well, but that's heroes- the thing. It, the villain
0: is such a. Um, well, I don't want to say non part, but more often than not, they take the back seat to the hero. So we do forget who Superman was fighting a couple weeks ago. Right. Or if we've honest- watched Smallville, it was the villain of the week. It doesn't matter uh, who Clark was, was defeating, who was infected with kryptonite, it is. Are we going to get to see Lana naked this week?
3: Add, add to that the fact that at this point, uh, superhero comics are finally both old and um, well-known enough mm-hmm. that they have now, for almost a generation, like an artistic generation, gone through several deconstructions, often within their own books. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not just the Watchmen-style deconstruction, but it's like, within a Superman book, they will do a deconstruction of Superman. So you get stuff like uh, guys like Professor Pig and the Flamingo for Batman which are really in and of themselves riffs on previous Batman yeah. iconography yeah. of villains the and then Penguins. bringing that back and saying let's let's make those let's make wacky guys like the penguin and like the riddler you know give them an edge but also be yeah. like hey look at how goofy Batman villains are you guys right, right, right. at the same time so that kind but- of complicates the situation
1: and another complication in the Marvel Universe is that there really is no line between superhero and supervillain yeah. anymore. Doctor Doom was a member of the Future Foundation. Magneto and Namor are X Men. I mean, a lot of the characters in the Marvel Universe, well, yeah. to be honest and, and snotty, Marvel's characters have only been fighting other heroes since about 2004.
3: And really, they don't I mean,
1: fight villains anymore. They fight other superhero groups. Although, which,
3: although you rarely go the other way back basically Marvel's formula for a long time has been any popular character for at least a little bit gets their own book, which means mm-hmm. if Venom is the most popular character right now, he's going to get his own book, which basically means he's going to have to turn good in some way. I mean, mm-hmm. that's basically what happened to Deadpool and why Deadpool's so popular now is because sure. they were like, people love Deadpool, let's give him a book. Oh, this guy did something cool with him. Yeah, let's yeah. put him in everything now.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, sometimes villains are just kind of tucked away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes they become so popular in one medium that they transfer over into another. Right. Harley yeah. Quinn is a perfect example of this. Started out as just the mall to the Joker in uh, Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Turned in such a great performance and became such a popular character that DC's like, we have to bring her into the main DC Universe and she's been around ever since there are a number of other characters that appeared on uh, Batman the Animated Series and Rodrigo you said you got an email Mm -hmm. from someone this past week who wanted to know if the baby doll uh, character Mm -hmm. had ever appeared in uh, the comic books and um, my research has basically been no Uh, I couldn't find anything that's in the in the DCU proper. Now uh, she may have appeared again in one of the Batman animated series, nice. uh, comic books. Mm-hmm. But as far as regular DC goes, no. Um, are there other villains that you guys have seen in a television series or movie that you would like to see jump over to the comic books, or have they have they been played out?
3: Um, I find that in a lot of, and, and I, I could probably come up with one eventually, but I find that actually part of what bugs me about a lot of superhero cartoons, you know, as long as they've been around, but especially now, because they seem to have more freedom that they're not exploiting, is Mm -hmm. how slavishly uh, they go back to the canon, to the comic book canon, to get Mm -hmm. heroes and villains Mm -hmm. out. You know, they Mm -hmm. really have the opportunity to introduce something new, but they don't. I mean, really, that's... Partially, that's the reason why I stopped watching Young Justice is because, well, because it, it was too much. They were right, like right, going right. back and just like dumping characters into right, the show. Right. right. And there's like a thousand characters, all of which have very nuanced histories in the DC universe, yeah, yeah. but. In in Young Justice, they just show up and say, "Hey, I'm a guy who's on a computer right now." Okay, cool, guys. I'll catch you later. And then Blue Beetle comes in and goes, "Hey, essay, I am El Frito Bandito." (laughs) Which I also (laughs) did.
4: Wow. Yes.
3: Seriously, who has who has a Hispanic character say essay anymore? Come on, guys. Uh, It's
2: 2012.
1: That's pretty much it. The,
3: the WWE doesn't count because even when they were most popular in the 80s and 90s, they were still stuck in the 70s.
1: <sighs> yeah, it's true. They're almost up to 1990 now. Yeah. For me, I want to see Video Man from uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends come back. Oh, you yeah. Video
0: Man? Did we ever see, uh, what about Swarm? Did Was he ever in the like, Swarm kind of was looks... legit. Okay. Swarm
1: actually came out of the comics. Yeah, Swarm okay. was a made man. <laughs> yeah. swarm actually came out of uh the champion series which was a super team of hercules the black widow the angel iceman and so Ghost video Rider, man okay which is why you never heard of them
0: yeah yeah, yeah. rob do you have one that you can think of
4: Um, oh, other than baby doll because that was such a great villain from
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. baby face from uh, batman the animated series oh uh, that's baby doll from batman the animated series yeah. I mean, Batman the Brave and the Bold, the gangster who had the head of a baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know ah, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's,
3: there's probably, there's actually probably some kind of legit guys in Freakazoid that they could bring over to DC. Yeah. Freakazoid um,
1: himself should Yeah, Freakazoid over to himself
3: yeah. could port down to DC. Um, arms Akimbo, the gangster. Yeah. Who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> his power is that he has really long arms, that he has his hands and his waists. Yeah. It's pretty stupid. Uh, the Huntsman. Yeah. Yeah. It was a hero but, you know.
0: Right, right. So, the who lobe. who, uh, who I I've already said many times that I think Ra's al Ghoul is probably one of the most dangerous villains. Mm-hmm, um oh, who do you, who do you guys think? Do you guys have a most dangerous villain in your, you know, universe I universes of of comic books? Matthew?
1: Oh yeah. Who
0: who do you oh, think is
1: probably half a dozen the most, them, but who's say... the most dangerous? Um I can't remember his name. Uh, the, the, uh, nemesis from mage, the hero discovered who sent the. Grap- oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What okay. was his name? I don't remember. The gray dragon or some such. Right. Yeah. That was pretty cool.
4: Rob, what about you? Uh, the toss up between doom and Luther. Okay. Uh, cause they both have you know, public legitimacy. hmm. So they're, they're, they're not, they're not just villains. They're huge public figures, you know world leaders and everything so yeah they the heroes want to take them down but
3: yeah a lot of the a lot of the push for those stories is that they're entrenched in the bureaucracy and right right right, so the heroes can't just beat them up Mm -hmm. yeah sure what about you rodrigo um i think you know for me there's a lot of characters in general out there where they give them certain powers but they don't necessarily follow up on what those powers mean And, and, Mm -hmm. and as an example You know, you take Iceman, and they keep expanding what Iceman's powers can do. Like, eventually he becomes a guy made of ice instead of just having a a crunchy ice shell and something like that. So, if you look at a guy like Magneto, Mm -hmm. who has power over magnetism, that means he has a power over a slice of the electromagnetic spectrum. Which means... You know, magnetism is working for him, but if he really tried, could he get power over the rest of the electromagnetic spectrum? Well, you know, could he yeah. point a finger at the Hulk and say, "You are not the Hulk anymore because I'm removing all the gamma radiation from you?"
0: Well, you know, in, in uh, Ultimatum, in Ultimatum, it was Magneto that flipped the Earth
4: around and wiped out most of the planet. Yeah, yeah but know? that doesn't count. Uh, I know it's <laughs> the Ultimate Universe, but I say right. yeah. prime reality Magneto can reach out to other planets and utilize their magnetic field right right so you know and, and that's the
3: thing is like that they're going along that linear path of just making the character more powerful but if you actually give the character more breadth sometimes you get yeah even scarier combinations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think of of something else but i thought about that well you know i mean anybody who anybody whose powers cut into the electromagnetic spectrum is huge right um yeah. what's another one uh the, the blob Right, mm-hmm. he can control his own gravity. Yeah, yeah. Gravity can affect time. Yeah, the blob could potentially travel through time by being super fat. <laughs> <laughs> I do it every day. Yeah, can, yeah. can you can you imagine the damage that you know the blob, as he's usually portrayed as a massive idiot, would do if he went back in time and started doing yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Most dangerous villain. Uh, not not, not blob, to be, if That's he how Marvel
1: will relaunch. Yeah, exactly.
3: Uh, not to be <laughs> blob a blob point.
0: Not to be a Debbie Downer, but really the the, the, the scariest villain or the worst villain or the one we we don't know about mm-hmm. or the ones that we don't know about yet. The one that, Strange? Well, the one that's yeah. going to come out of nowhere at mm-hmm. the last minute and you just don't expect it or the one that causes that just by their action or one action causes terror in a large group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think are, you know, kind of make the worst villains. And that's where we get terrorists from. I think, I think
3: in that sense, you know, in, in, in comic books. And the reason why it's not done very often is because it is so scary that perhaps the scariest villain is your Adrian white type Mm -hmm. where he's not going to, he's not going to monologue. He's not going to wait for the hero. Right. He did it 35 minutes. ago. He already did it. Like everyone's already dead.
1: Yeah. Guys. Yeah. And that's, that's part of the reason why uh, if you ever watch the old GI Joe series, why they had to make Cobra commander such a blithering idiot mm-hmm. because the idea of an underground organization with the level of manpower and and wherewithal and and uh, equipment mm. and sh- just sheer guns that they had Cobra is terrifying and, well, and, and, zealous, and again and zealous yeah. following because.
3: The, yeah. the the com- their commandos will just throw themselves into yeah. the line of fire. Well, and that's, that's why that's, they know they're know, never going to
0: die. Where yeah, we get that that, is that word true. of terrorists from? People right. that strike terror in us, whether they be yeah. Cobra or whether it be AIM or whether it be uh, who well, I don't know if AIM really strikes fear in the hearts of man, but I, I think hey, it was meant
4: it was meant to. So yeah, yeah, I'm afraid of
1: bees because my father was a beekeeper. <laughs> was like, hey, and hey, my how grandfather you... was a beekeeper before him, and I
4: follow in their footsteps, which go, I'm covered
3: in bees! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey,
4: hey, how come that guy gets a bee suit? <laughs> are there bees around? That's how AIM <laughs> gets most of their stuff accomplished. <laughs> yeah. They just show
3: up someplace, and everybody goes, oh, God, are there bees? Yeah, yeah. They run out so, like back door.
4: You know who's
1: horrifying? Who? Have, have, you've seen Phineas and Ferb the movie across, yeah, yeah, across yeah. the second yeah. Year. Dr. Doofenshmirtz played straight is horrifying. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the one that, you know, the,
0: the evil, evil Dr. Doofenshmirtz, the one that did take over the world or at least the tri, tri county area, tri state area.
1: Doofenshmirtz has created. Oh, yeah. The sheer power and genius that that man had. If he wasn't a lunatic with absolutely no effectiveness, he would be terrifying. Yep. No,
3: I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about the fact that, uh, you know, guys like, Hank McCoy, Donatello from the uh, '80s and '90s um, Ninja, Turtles. Ninja Turtles cartoon, um, mm-hmm. even guys like Forge or whatever. The fact that they have no ambition mm-hmm. is probably what keeps them from taking over the world because they will literally like cobble together small nuclear devices to well, take I mean, down at... one bad guy, and then they'll be like, "Well, that's done," and just, just like toss well, I mean,
0: aside. He's, he's not here to defend himself, but Randus. He's a, he's a genius. He could create something that destroys all of humanity yep. just through his, oh, he, you know, yeah, low dice could. rolls.
4: If he, he wasn't piloted by Brian, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so
0: so we've talked a little bit about uh, villains and bad guys, and I, you know, going back around the plague, you know, those little things mm-hmm. that we don't see scare me the most, yeah.
3: right? I so mean, that's, that's a big that's a big draw too for like a, a scroll. Yeah. type Yeah, because you don't know
0: who's your enemy. That's, you know, the the invasion of the body snatchers, Mm -hmm. and the red scare is who is the the person. I I I mean, we should explore this a little bit in depth uh, another time, Uh, but listeners, we've started this conversation. Head over to Majorspoilers.com. Share your thoughts, reactions, ideas about anything that we've talked about uh, in this show. Perhaps you uh, have played Plague, Inc., and you have a different view on on the game than I do. Um, Yeah, wimps! I'm sure some people are like, oh, Steven, you're just a, a... A a pansy. Uh, Well, they are right about that. Yeah, go screw yourself. (laughs) Um, But uh, do share your thoughts and ideas uh, on the subject. And before we get out of here, hey, MSP crew, Joe here, sending you an email from Canada. Rodrigo's girlfriend says hi, and I've got a few problems only you guys can solve. So he sent four questions, one for each of us, well, basically one for each of us, uh, that I want you guys to answer quickly. Hmm. Okay? Matthew. I remember you referencing Rodrigo's girlfriend who moved to Canada a few times on the show. Is that an Avenue Q reference?
1: Uh, No, it's a reference to uh, she moved to Canada and you don't know her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He follows up with that. If so, who do you think would win in a fight, Trekkie
0: Monster or Elmo or Floyd? monster, Steven, I get about 90% of Matthew's references. Are we long-lost soulmates, or do I need to get out more? No, it just means you've listened to the same three comedy albums that Uh, that Matthew references. I'm sorry.
1: Rodrigo, Uh.
0: Rodrigo, what is Ket Hazard like in real life? Is there a way I can get him to autograph a picture? I've looked all over eBay and Kajiji, but so far nothing.
3: Uh, Ket Hazard is a fictional character. He is like nothing in real life.
0: And finally, Rob, I have several friends who listen to the MSP. Is there any way I can break it to them gently that I'm your favorite spoilerite? Uh,
4: have them listen to the episode?
1: There okay. you go. There you go. <laughs> have them click on all the ads, and that'll prove that you're the favorite. <laughs>
4: yeah, send, send them over to Amazon. There you go. Via the Majorspoilers.com majors. website. All right, listeners, thank you so
0: much for uh, listening to this uh, episode, and we will have another one very soon. In fact, uh, coming up next week, uh, boy, your your Monday's going to be filled with a double dose of uh, uh, what do we got? we got top five coming up, top five favorite cookies, and we've also got a new episode of Munchkin Land coming out, so you'll want to check Whee! out both of those very soon. And next week, we will be talking about Fictionauts. Why? Because we know that you love comics, and we do too. And we will talk with you soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers Forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com major Majorspoilers.
2: If had the X-ray vision of a Superman, I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. but as soon as the comic book so got knew it kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. would you think about a better way, if I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take the comic books away. But then the little me would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such a chance? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I was stark like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline Would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a fear Shot up in a fun be in the middle of place with a King Santo and soldier. What a major spoiler! What a major spoiler, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler, wow, 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 What a major spoiler! Major spoilers.
3: It's copyright 2012.